played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, thank you for joining the ESBC podcast, which the purpose of the podcast, I always say, is to make me money. I say that because there's so much gaslighting going on, especially in the NFL. So much uh, people who are disingenuous and who aren't authentic and transparent, which is important in sports betting. Because when you do well in sports betting, it's very collaborative. And that's what differentiates capitalism from communism, right? Communism, North Korea, Cuba, Soviet Union, China will tell you that communism is better than capitalism because capitalists are always at each other's throats competing against each other. In sports betting, right, which for me is finance, since I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients 50 million net worth and up, 20 million. It is vital to collaborate, right? In capitalism, there's joint ventures all the time. Even companies that are at each other's throat, they collaborate, right? Infrastructure bill that's gonna be signed by Biden was voted for by Republicans, by very conservative Republicans, and by very liberal Democrats, right? At the end of the day, they collaborated for a $1 trillion project. That's why, for that many reasons, the United States is the richest country in the world. But two things you have to do, right? Uh, I have a really good friend of mine who, uh, very successful guy, Tarpon Springs, right? Greek Mafia, right? The Spanish family. But he has a sales team. And when he was at the gym, he overheard me say, if you don't torture yourself, somebody else will torture you, <laughs> all right? And you have to self-scout. You have to look. You have to use the Hawthorne effect. The Hawthorne effect says that if you track and you measure something, 10 you improve its performance by 10 to 20%, right? So in sports betting, 52.5% is break even, right? You want to get to 70, 80%, because when you do that every week, you're giving yourself compound interest, right? Credit cards that charge you compound interest. In this process, you make compound interest. But you have to do a self-review. You have to, in the Motivational Monday, I talked about tracking your depression, depression thoughts, right? So they don't get bigger and you don't self-sabotage yourself like a guy like Riggs or Ruggs did, right? Gets to a point so bad. So you have to, uh, those feelings of humiliation, of anger, right? Of regret, picking the wrong teams, you have to face them and you got to find out why, right? So you can improve your performance 10 to 20%. So if you're right at 52.5, you get to 72%. And then you get to the level where we want to get to, where we want to get to that 72% this year and then maintain it, right? Because to be a business, you have to be repeatable. You have to be able to repeat the process. 
and you have to be able to scale the process, right? Scalable and repeatable process. To that end, I have that book back there, this red and gold decision science used by the top Fortune 500 companies, a process to make decisions. And within that process is probability theory. Probability theory, you can only have 80% certainty. That's why a lock is impossible from a math perspective. You identify the problem, you eliminate variance and covariance, you apply math, and then you use rigorous logic to get to the answer. That's decision science, but that's just one tool in the toolbox. We have plenty of others. Return to the mean from statistics. We have fundamental analysis. The stockbrokers use to pick stocks, right? Versus technical analysis. The other part of it is, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Tomorrow night we'll have Chad, professional football player. He got caught up in some things today, some business things. He couldn't join us, but we have Scott Cobe, right? Fancy expert from New England, right? Who is smarter, tougher than I am. And he's gonna help me figure out those 11 losses we had last week. Even though we had an excellent week, we went 20 and 11, right? You gotta differentiate which picks you got right because it was pure luck and which picks you got um, wrong that were picks that he didn't execute, he didn't follow the process, he didn't take your own advice, right? Versus the, 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 the picks that are in that 20% luck factor, the probability set theory talks about. So Scott, thank you so much for joining us. No problem, Josh, no problem, anytime. Um, just a weird week in NFL week nine. I mean, even last night's Bears-Steelers game was Certainly going our way, and in the fourth quarter, hitting Justin Fields decided he wanted to become an NFL quarterback for one. So, um, you know, yeah. just a weird, weird week. I mean, listening all across the radio, all across everything else, everybody's on agreement with it. It was just a different week. So, even though it was different, I'm proud of last week. Last yeah. week, I thought for me it was crazier, and this, yeah, time change, whatever. It's crazy as it got we yep. still were profitable. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's all the reasoning that goes behind it. You know, people listen to, to our podcasts, this one and Wednesday night's podcast. They'll see, you know, we, we come up with, with those little nuggets and get in some games that, you know, help out tremendously in terms of betting and not, and not betting the game. So, um, you know, so right. you gotta listen. Getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that leads to, that leads to a lot of success on our part those little nuggets. I mean, you, you were on Mike white two years ago. I mean, two weeks ago <laughs> and he, and he panned out, he did a great job, you know, and, and a couple of weeks ago we were on Tennessee over Kansas city, you know, last week we, you know, we had said that the charges, if they're not playing a, a strong defensive uh, coaches concept, right. they're going to have success. And they did. Right. And they did. So uh, you got to listen to the podcast and, and pick up those little nuggets that are going to help you along the way. Big time. And this week we got uh, Denver. We got the Vikings who gave out. We got the Falcons. Yep. But it still wasn't enough. We still could have gotten like two more. Yeah. Because yep. it was the same pattern. I'm going to put up this graphic that we that we've talked about. 
it's kind of not talked about before we start, kind of give you an overview. Um, you can see that, Scott? Yep, I can. All right. You got copycats, right? Yep. You got uh, Mike Holmgren is the one who started this coaching tree. West Coast offense, right? Uh, McVeigh and yep. Gruden's fathers worked together in front offices in different football teams for years, and there were scouts. And these are chips off the old block. So exactly. Shanahan, right? His dad, Shanahan's dad won two Super Bowls. Yep. You got Mike Homer. It's almost like a mafia family, right? These are the capos, right? And this is the, the, the head of the family, right? <laughs> these are the godfathers. And these are the capos. And these guys want to be made men, but they're not. They haven't, let's say, let's call it guys who are made men, guys who won a Super Bowl. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you'll hear us talk about this. You've got Pat Schumer, who was replaced by Clark Judge. Yeah. Right? He's part of yeah. that. He's the offensive coordinator for Denver, one of the teams we picked in an upset. He had a great game plan. Yeah. Harbaugh. They all had the same game plan last week. McDermott, uh, your Bills. You have Ron Rivera, who will be relevant this week. Yep. Uh, you have... I believe this is the defensive coordinator for Arizona. You have Frank Wright, right? He's a he was a main man. He won the yeah. Super Bowl with Peterson. Yeah. He's yeah. really the brains behind it because Peterson, even though he worked with him, they're just clones. And he had Nagy last night. And the reason Fields looks so good is because they got into Tomlin's uh soft zone, right? They loosened it yep. up. They yep. played him with vanilla. And to Tomlin's credit, he takes the starters out. So against backups, he's throwing against his off zone, right? Mm -hmm. We have that, and then we'll look at the other tree. Let me know if you see it, because you know how technology is. Yeah, it's a great thing sometimes. Not consistent, though, for me. Yep, I see that. All right, so you have the Godfather. Really, the Godfather is Bill Parcells, right? Exactly. Family, he died. He's got Bill Cheat in there. Uh, I'm going to find out who this black guy is. I do not know who he is. But you do have Champagne, Zimmer, who covered. Zimmer covered against the other guy we saw on the other page. Yeah. Arbaugh. Got is, Anthony Lynn. Is that guy that you first said, that's not Leslie Frazier, is it? No. No, okay. Leslie Frazier, though, Leslie Frazier, though he's out of that Tomlin tree. Leslie yeah. Frazier, yeah. Uh, Tomlin, uh, Monty Kiffin, uh, Herm Edwards, uh, uh, Lovey Smith, defensive coordinator for your Houston Texans, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Tomlin comes out of all that. Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers, yep. right? So that's that's that tree. So it's really like three major trees. Uh, Bravel, O'Brien. Offensive coordinator of Alabama, Nick Alabama. Satan. Yep. Satan, right? He he is the consigliere for the Godfather, <laughs> right? Right. He consigliere <laughs> advised him to take Mac Jones to quarterback, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Same process. Uh, 
and you got him. He's the consulary for Judge, right? And Judge comes out of the Village Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Got Jack Del Rio. He's mixed in there. He's your defensive coordinator for Rivera, who's on the other page. And of course, you got Matt Patricia. And Matt Patricia is uh, a coffee guy, right? Mr. Pencil. Yeah. 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 He's the guy that Pitchy shot in the, uh, I think it was Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> he shot that was being played by uh, the guy who played Michael in the Sopranos. But he's a coffee guy, the pencil, right? The, Yep. I never knew what the pencil was for because you got an Now you do. And you have the, the thing has gloss on it, and what you do is it with a sharpie, right? You right. Get coffee orders, right? And that's the Ian O'Connor's bell sheet book. Yep. He also has an assistant uh, get the coffee orders, and that's what he's doing right now, right? So that's how we can pick up sets. That's how we can get so many games right because we're picking the same game over and over again. Yep. Another family we didn't mention, but that family, uh, Carroll family, is really tied into that Leslie Frazier. They all play the same defense. They all play the same zone. This year's gotten ridiculous. Maybe that's the change Belichick will make the last four games of the season. Same thing with Carroll, paying more man-to-man defense. But everybody's been playing zone. And I think a lot of people have been playing zone and uh, zone blitz because that's what won the Super Bowl, and that's the best defense against the air raid, right? Yep. So air raid is that the quarterback at the line reads what coverage it is, signals it to the receiver, or the receiver as he's running his route notices if it's man or zone. Man, you go straight across vertical routes. Zone, you do horizontal routes. Notice that. And we'll get some film on it. Maybe tomorrow, next week, showing you that, right? That's air raid. So that's why all these teams have been playing zone and all these coaches we just mentioned, they're all zone coaches. So we go Jets plus 11. We'll go over the 11 uh, items we got wrong. And Scott will tell me if it's bad pick or bad luck. All right? So Jets plus 11, over 45, and the Jets half, second half line. We got two out of three right, which is 66%, which is over 52.5%. Yeah. So that game was a profitable Thursday night. So that means that if you're at the casino, out of the three tickets you bought, maybe uh, it depends on the game, but sometimes you want to bet the side less than the total. The second half line, depending how strongly you feel about it, usually for me, it's going to be the same that I bet on the side. So I would have made profit. And on the way out, I would have bought Scott a drink or dinner (laughs) with the tickets. Right? Have left home when I get home, give the rest to Anna. Boom. Everybody's happy. Off of what was in my head, the knowledge of betting these games, right? Only in America. I love it. So plus 11. Jets. Bad luck or bad pick, Scott? Well, bad luck because Mike White got hurt, what, early in the second quarter, late in the first quarter, and Indy jumped all over the Jets, and the Jets just had to open up, you know, open up the game plan and start throwing the ball around. You know, the Indy defense, as we said last week before, you know, last Wednesday night, is 
they're not as good as, as they've been advertised. So, yeah. and that showed Josh Johnson's a third string quarterback and he's thrown for over 300 yards and uh, multiple touchdowns. So, um, you know, when you, when you're looking at the Colts, anytime that you want to bet them, you got to look strongly at the over, especially against a, an offensive team that can, that can play, um, play really well. So, uh, I think it was bad luck. I, I think if Mike White was in there, I think this would have been a totally different, uh, different yeah. outcome. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think it would have went over, but I think it would have been the, the Jets either would have won the game or lost by less than less than seven. Right in that second half line, uh, the Colts have not covered a second half line for the last after their their original because I think the original Colts starting defense was probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like an FCS team when they play, they go up in level, right? And they always do upsets in the first game of the season because really the top 22 of 150 teams in college football, they're all pretty much equal, especially yeah. the first game of the season. Yeah. There's not much difference. However, the problem is the fourth quarter, especially if you play Alabama, that has depth. The FCS guy has played the whole game. The Alabama guys played a quarter of the game, half the game. Boom, they put in their best players in the fourth quarter. Fresh. Uh, The Colts are a cheap franchise. They even give – even when the general manager does good, like a Tom Telesco, they get rid of him, right, or or Polian. They got rid of Polian or whatever because he was going to cost them – not because he was doing a bad job, but because they were costing them too much money. So they do not want to pay for quality depth. It would be interesting to see what teams are not really carrying 19 guys in the practice car. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or making sure that the guys on the practice car are maybe hurt, but they're not paying their full salary. The culture that Jim Mercy is that type of guy. All right? It's not only carrying 19 guys, it's who is on that practice squad. Right. What positions are on that practice squad. You're paying and, all of them the minimum 65 grand yeah. instead of paying a guy like Dallas will pay like Latrell Collins, right? Yeah. He was on the practice squad, but he was making $500,000, 10 times more of what a practice guy because Jerry Jones doesn't care. He yeah. has $12 billion. He, he doesn't care. He's got money to burn. He's going to have quality guy. Or Jim right. Mercy's not. So once Leonard Little or whoever those guys get tired, they're done. Yeah. They can't stop anybody in the second half. So I mean, they're another fight. they're a team in the NFL that is just happy to get in the playoffs if they get there. You right. know, they they won a home game. Last year yeah. they had a home game and they lost. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to win that game. <laughs> no. do, do this game because they don't want to pay. Uh when it when a team goes to a bowl game, right? Travel costs are close to eight hundred thousand dollars. Because they bring the cheerleaders, the band, support staff. Yep. In the NFL, when they go to a playoff game, it costs the team going to the playoffs between three hundred and five hundred thousand yep. dollars. Some coaches, especially coaches who have taken loans out on the team, they're paying interest on the equity they have on the team, just like a home equity loan do not want to pay travel costs for the playoffs. Would they, if they have to, of course they would. But they don't want to, though. They don't want to pay that interest. They don't. 
and I've heard it from the horse's mouth. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. Right, right. I mean, so uh, that's what you got to look at when you're thinking about the Colts. Another team that's like that, the owner Ross, right? You saw the way he thought in the Deshaun Watson thing. Oh, we're not going to take him unless we know the risk involved with his legal situation. Over 45, we got wrong, and we got the second half line pick wrong. Uh, bad pick or bad luck, Scott? I think once the Tua injury and the Tua inactive happened, I think uh, I think it became a bad pick because I think that Brissett is not a good quarterback at all. He was up here in New England. Um and then he went to Indy and he played that one year, he started that one year, and they were they were not very good under him. They they made the playoffs, I believe, but well, they had a good record, but they weren't weren't that good. He's not an NFL quarterback. They they're just ravaged with injuries all over the place. They have no running game, Miami. Um, Houston's even worse. I mean, as you we keep alluding, Jim Coventry said at the beginning of the year, right? They're tanking, they're tanking, and they certainly are tanking because. Tyrod came back last week. You know, they had they had everybody all hands on deck. They had a backup quarterback who's not very good. They should have won that game and they didn't. So and they kicked three field goals and that was it. So um, you know, Miami, the reason why Miami didn't take Deshaun, one of the reasons is he's got a 40 million con- dollar contract starting next year. And I don't know if Ross wants to pay the 40 million dollars a year for his quarterback. He no. wants the flashy name. This is what's out there. But does he really want to pay $40 million for Deshaun? The answer probably is no. So Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. So as soon as the two inactive happened, that threw everything into a flex, for, especially for Miami. They didn't run the ball well. They didn't throw the ball well. They didn't, the quarterback's decision-making was terrible. So, um, so you know. sometimes just the supportness of podcasts uh, is the episode notes. Yeah. Yep. I put links in the episode notes because doing the honest with people um, and they're like, well, I didn't get the same percentage. Oh, uh, you know, I lost units. Oh, da, da, da. Well, you got devils in the details. Okay. And important, two important facets, detail facets, because that's business too. In business, there's no such thing as an insignificant detail. Clients that I got over $20 million, immediately, whoever lost in the business, immediately engaged in a loss. And they go after details. They go after this and that. So these are two details about this game, right? Business matters. You, everything we, business and, and financial concepts, right? And strategies to bet on games and to have a process. Two of them, right? Number one is when you listen, you listen thoroughly. And once, once you've gotten to the point where you're listening thoroughly, and even if you hate the person, or even if you disagree with the person, be empathetic, right? Because then you consider yourself, if I was going to be empathetic, even this, this guy or girl, they're, you know, they're assholes. If I were going to be empathetic and I was going to look things from this point of view, X, Y, Z. Then you have a full report of what's going on. Also, listen to understand. Once you've done that, Listen to understand, not to argue. Oh, why are they picking Miami? Oh, why are they picking Denver? Why are they picking Jackson? That's crazy. No, 
Don't listen to argue. Listen to understand and argue later. But first, first things first, listen. The other part of it is then in sports betting, in math, right? 50 to 60% of sports betting is statistics as a, as a uh, discipline and pure math, right? So that's Miami game. We got the side right because we listened to Jim. We did not listen to argue with Jim. So when Jim said that, we didn't start arguing with Jim. We said, oh, Jim, right? Maybe right. And he may be wrong because this is money involved. As much as we like Jim, if he's wrong, we're not going to lose money because of Jim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we listened to understand what he was saying. And then we made an evaluation. Right. In math, you cannot divide by zero. So we listened to Jim and we took Miami minus six. That's the other part of the day. We don't just come up with things. And, and the cumulative of the knowledge we've gained. Go ahead, Scott. And the, and the thing with, with Jim is I'm a, a fantasy guy also. And Jim gives you the whys and hows. Right. So when Jim says something, he thinks it through completely. It's not just an off the top of the head right. statement. He right. thinks it through completely. So if you haven't listened to Jim, take a listen to him. Just, just take a listen to him. Just even for 10 minutes, like those motivational speeches he gives on Mondays. Right. They're, they're phenomenal. Phenomenal. His last one was great. His last oh, yeah. one was great. So off the charts. Yeah. So Jim, Jim, when I listen to Jim, I take, what he says into account being a fantasy player more than anything because Jim he gives the where's the why's the house and he backs it up with as you said stats he has stats at his ready so that's the thing so yeah right. and again I'll be in the episode notes the top 10 rule of betting when the person did an audit I gave him the link yeah. it shows you know hey depending on the situation you bet a little less on the sides a little bit less on the totals than you do the sides and in math, right, you cannot divide by zero. Right. Right. It was like grading papers, right? You, Jim, you and Jim were grading papers. Mm -hmm. If a kid has all A's, but he has one zero, that'll knock him off for exactly. a B for the whole semester. Yep. yep. That one zero it had, or two papers, he says, screw it, I got an A in the class. Screw it, I'm not going to turn in those papers. I'll get zeros and I'll get a B for the class. Mm -hmm. But it knocks you down. So the fact that we got one out of three, 33 percent keeps the overall percentage. Yeah. Yeah. One pick we got right. Consensus. Well, the consensus was against it. I got it right. I got Vikings plus uh, 7.5. Under 40, 51 was the one. We all got wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, that game. Bad pick or bad luck, Scott? Bad For my part, it's bad luck on my end because here I am thinking Baltimore is going to uh, come off of the bye. Right. Come off the Cincinnati game where they get blown out at home. Right. And they're going to just jump on Minnesota and stay on them, and they're going to they're gonna win that game by a couple touchdowns. They didn't. They didn't. So um, – you know, some things in that game, you know, Baltimore's defense didn't really play well. Um, you know, they didn't, they, 
they are a better defensive unit than I think they showed in that game. Um, so that's, that's part of the bad luck. Um, you know, the, the bad pick came in with underestimating Minnesota's offense and, and they're a better offensive unit than I, I even gave them credit for. So that's something I'm going to have to readjust and reevaluate um, going forward in these next few weeks. Um, but I just think it was bad luck. I mean, I, I, you know, everything was pointed to Baltimore, everything that, that, that I, I saw in terms of uh, stats, notes, stuff like that. Their defense is probably a little bit overrated, probably not as good as I th- they thought. I thought they were. So that's right. where the bad luck came in. I mean, in, I didn't really. In the evaluation part, because you make a good point about the evaluation, I have forgotten about this, right? Zimmer, Minnesota, is a Belichick guy. And now what's going on with Belichick, little, didn't that come into play last game? But there'll be some games that come into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason it was a bad pick on my part was because Zimmer and Harbaugh, because of the way things are going with the air raid and this, that, and the other longer season, right? Uh, there's Zimmer, right? And, mm-hmm. and Harbaugh's on the other tree. Yep. Right? Jim Harbaugh, right here. There he is. These are under guys all the way. And if you live in the past, you die in the past. Yeah. Yep. So I was picking Zimmer against Harbaugh 2010, not <laughs> 2021. 2010, that's an under game all day, every day. No doubt. Now no in doubt. 2021, it's an over game. And that's why Hawthorne effect, torturing yourself, seeing how dumb you are. Yeah, I should have remembered it. And in the episode notes, we have a link to the 10 rules of betting. And the second rule is never bet blindly. Always do your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see them, right? I challenge anybody listening to the podcast right now. If you're going to a sports book, get there early and notice how many guys are doing. And God bless them. Some guys are truck drivers. Some guys are doing this and that. I think that's one of the great things of the podcast. We help people like that. Yeah. Right, because we've done the research and we're willing to share, right? Our high percent, usually people with our high percentages are not sharing. But you'll notice them, right? Doing the research, the games start at 10 for us here down on the West Coast, Vegas. And they're there at 7 in the morning, God bless them, doing the research. That's why we post the podcast, you know, listen to the podcast. We get a lot of downloads on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. People have reported it, they're they're doing their research. They're like, oh, okay, why? Why did they pick this guys? Why, you know, the whys in the house. Right? So yeah, and what do, what do most better say when they stand? Oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think right. of that. And they hear it on the podcast. They're like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Maybe you know that right. that leans me toward Minnesota or Baltimore because I didn't think of what they said, but now that they're saying it, yeah, you know, that makes total sense. Let me let me put the bet in on uh you know, and and the other thing with the under over is both teams are, are offensively gifted and very good. And it's killing Zimmer and Harbaugh to have to score 30 points and win games because that's just not who they are. And, exactly. It's and not what they were brought up in, right? Yeah. Harbaugh, and, that, and they have to do it. Thing. His brother's a coach. His, his dad's a coach. Yeah. They're both involved in the dad's program. Special teams coach from, from the Andy Reid. Three, 
Right, but not for so, more than a decade. He was like 12 years. Yeah, yeah. In Philadelphia and Kansas City before he got the Baltimore guy. Right, right, right. So, you know, so like I said, this it's just it's just really it's killing them to to have to score 30 where they score 34, 37 points, whatever, and go to right. overtime and win the game. But that's what you're paid to do is win games any way you possibly can. So, I mean. Okay. And one thing, before we go through the games, right? Yeah. Uh, Saints game, right? A lot of influence in the Saints game. Uh, the Titans game, right? Giants. And then... It's, it's funny because I've studied this before, but now with what happened last week, they have a couple of weeks, I'm studying even more. And as we're doing the podcast, I'm getting more insight. Mm-hmm. Right. So big influence in the Denver game. We talked about Harbaugh. Big influence in the Jacksonville game. Yeah. Colts game we already talked about. Big influence in the Steelers game. Obviously, the Kansas City game. Right. right. Big influence in the Raiders. Big influence, right? Because he had uh, guys go- coming from opposing trees. So that's going to be interesting when the guys from the opposing trees face each other. Yeah. And again, I remember, Belichick outcoached McBay in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no question. No doubt. And then Belichick's capo, right? I'll coach him again. So that tells me that McVeigh still hasn't figured out that zone defense. Yep. All right. That zone defense that the Godfather came up with. The Capo executed on Sunday, right? Yeah, no doubt. So if I would have just followed this chart, I would have hit been, been, we would have hit the Rams game. Right. We would have hit the Rams game. Right. Rams Titans game for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. So one thing about this podcast and the Hawthorne effect, and that's why when we hit eighty percent, which is the top you can get without luck, it's because we do not make known mistakes twice. Yeah, yeah. that's now a known mistake. Now when I'm picking games, I'm going to have those two. We'll put links to them on the. On the episode notes, so everybody can do this, and I'll email them to Scott, Chad. I'm going to have this up, picking games, okay? He hasn't figured out this other guy's defense or offense, da, da, da. I'm going to, until proven otherwise, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, when you're when you're also betting games, do, do a little bit of research. Just don't go to the casino, take the paper out of the thing and say, <laughs> right, right. oh, look at the Titans are playing right. Jacksonville. Oh, I like the Titans. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, maybe not. So right. see, and don't see, watch ESPN either. Right. Right. So if a McVeigh comes up against another Belichick type of team, you <laughs> might want to go with the Belichick type of team because McVeigh's figured out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, because we're talking losses and we're talking money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I have a thing about listening to that one too. But we'll go to the Bills, McDermott. I knew what McDermott was going to do. Yeah. I knew what Harbaugh was going to do. But to know and not to do is not to know. So even though I got those games right, I screwed up the Chiefs game. Yep. I screwed up the Steelers game. 
because I, I like it. I think it's a theory, right? I'm in the action phase of it. We went through that chart where we go through action phase and then maintenance. I'm not at the maintenance phase yet. Right. I'm, I'm in the action stage. Well, yeah, I did act upon it, but I didn't have the stamina yeah. to, to stick to it with the Chiefs and the Steelers. All Super Bowl winning coaches, Tomlin, Reed, uh, McDermott with Reed, uh, Harbaugh with Reed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Super Bowl winning coaches, all yep. doing the same thing and predictable. So even though 65%, 64.5% is better better than most pros, yeah. it easily, by focusing and having stamina, easily gets into the 80%. Right. right. Or at least mid-70s. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if Scott can help me and I can help Scott, then we don't make the same mistakes twice. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, Bills, we got right. Jacks plus 15. You got to respect these people. Uh, home game for Meyer. He won three national championships. Right? He has a lot. Well, that means really that he has a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like losing. Business men think short term. Most men, <laughs> right? Yeah. Rugs is a perfect example. He was thinking short term. Exactly. He was yeah. thinking about getting drunk and high that night and driving his car as fast as he could. He blew one of the basics. So sometimes I say basics. Know your surroundings, right? Mm-hmm. Know that that girl's walking her dog, stays in the car. There's people in the neighborhood who just sit in their car. People do it yeah. here in the neighborhood I'm, I'm in. But yeah. I'm paying attention yeah. to the surroundings. They do it here too. So. You know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. And, Use technology, right? Uh, I bought the ring camera for 150 bucks. Then I bought a $29 camera for the front. The $29 camera works better than the ring. <laughs> Have cameras all around your house. And I learned this, I'll go quickly, but this, this, this is a funny, funny, not funny story, but one of the most wonderful people and people listening to it from high school and stuff like that know who it is, but I'm not going to mention any names. He, you know, had about 200 kills in Vietnam. And, you know, Bonanno family, living in Florida. This is 1989, 88, 90. He was nice enough with his son to invite me to all the fights that were on pay-per-view Nobody could afford it those days, but the fights were pre-per-view, right? <laughs> Everybody comes to the house, but he had cameras, right? Because he had 200 kills in Vietnam, 69 kills for the family. <laughs> but he had cameras going down this street, cameras going down that street. That's what I learned about cameras. He could see from every direction where everybody was coming for two, three blocks away. And then he had an aerial shot. Somebody wants to fly over. He knew planes coming into his house two, three miles away. And what happened to him was one of his daughters was kissing an African-American guy two blocks away. He had a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story about cameras. But lesson learned, 
right? Learn your surroundings. It's basic. When you were out in the field, when you're in school, learn your surroundings. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. So, and that, so that goes with uh, Urban Meyer. Know who's coaching. He's not going to get blown out at his house. And Vegas started the line at 15 over a key number for a reason. So if people shock me, like, oh, how did you pick Jacksonville? How could I not pick Jacksonville? Yeah. Right? Using our experience, it would be stupid, you know, almost not to pick Jacksonville. So we picked Jacksonville. We got it right. Uh, it was under 49, right? We all got that right. And it would it could have been under 17, we would have got it right. Right. So. <laughs> We're all, all, all on it. And then you got uh second half line. Yeah. I'm going to Florida, so I'm gonna feel it again. What I'm gonna do is I've been on the treadmill, I've lost 20 pandemic pounds. For me, it was hard to close the gym. And then I was jumping rope, jogging outside. And then the fires, you couldn't breathe outside. So Anna was arguing, you can't go outside. Air quality is horrible. You can't. You gotta, so I got the fat gene. So I just look at food. I get. I don't even have to eat it. I just think about food. I, I drive by a McDonald's and a Burger King, and there's 10 pounds that go on me in a minute. So, <laughs> so uh, I lost the 20 pounds. They probably got another 30 to go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go jog in the morning, not far though, maybe a mile, mile and a half, come back home. And I'll tell you how hard it is to jog in that hum- humidity because I spend time there, much less have pads on, right? Much less have a cheap one, but they've been paying for backups, hard fought, paying for a few backups, not all of them, but paying for a few, Pagula and his gold de- de- dealing wife. Right. Very, very cheap. Cheap in the factories. They're cheap with the savers. They keep firing coaches. They're, they were not going to cover that second half line, just like the Colts. What, what does that happen? That's what got us into the mid-60s. Yep. We would have gotten 70% if I was stuck with my guns with the Steelers and bet them like I did Denver, Jacksonville, right? And the Falcons, same thing, right? You say, what, what are you talking about, John? This is what I'm talking about. Sean Payton, <laughs> right? But he got bit because he actually lost the game because he doesn't have that Super Bowl talent. Yep. Because right? he's working for the gold digger, Mrs. Benson, <laughs> right? Not Mr. Benson, who died. So that's that. Uh, again, we all got wrong. And I would say it's bad pick. But let me know your thoughts, Scott. Bengals, under 48. Bad pick. Bad pick. They're back to the – I hate to say it. They got all the talent in the world in the offense. They're just back to the Bengals of recent past. I don't know what's going on. The coach doesn't want to run the ball. It's consistently – has the three toys on wide receivers. Um, it's a bad pick. You, you, you could see this car. I almost could see this coming from a mile away because once Chubb got going, that was it. The game was over. Right. Um, you know, they're maybe they're a little bit more overrated than we, than we all, all think they are. Um, 
you know, I heard in the preseason that this head coach is not a good coach and is probably going to end up getting fired. And the only reason he hasn't gotten fired yet is because he's probably the Marvin Lewis prototype that does everything. Right. And the Bengals don't want to fire a coach and have to pay that money to them before their contract is up. So that's how Marvin Lewis survived all those years with no playoff wins because they didn't want to fire him and pay him all that money. Because he, he did got everything them to the playoffs. He got them to the playoffs. He couldn't get over that hump by winning a game. So, um, you know, it was a bad pick. It was a bad pick. Cincinnati plays one of these games sometimes where you go, what? And this was one of those games where they just they were in that throw mode the almost the entire game. Mixon had a great game. They just were in that throw mode. So, um, I think the head coach is enamored with the with the Jamar Chase and the T Higgins and the Burrow combination. And he, he kind of goes away from what he should really be doing, which is getting the ball in the Mixon's hands and running the ball and playing time, you know, playing ball control and time. And then he can throw the ball. But, right. um, you know, it's clearly evident that they they were ready to go on their bye. <laughs> they just did not show up on offense at all. So, again, there's, again, so there's a lot of things going on, right? Because this is a family team, Brown family, very yeah. cheap. Yep. This is what game nine. So they're wearing down. Uh, two interceptions by Burrow. He hadn't been turning the ball over. Big debate. You can go either way. I'm literally putting my money on that you can't predict turnovers. Unless somebody's overly in your face, turnover prone, then you kind of factor in, in your uh, decision making yep. process in your investor. Yep. So they're wearing down a little bit. Maybe the coaches are wearing down because they have so many roles. You're the tight ends, you know, and special teams coach. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're the, uh, you know, defensive back coach. And you're also the head of the practice squad. Everybody on the Bengals. And I know this from some person who actually is in a front office in the league. <coughs> and told me, hey, Lamar Lewis has 15 jobs. Yeah. So then I changed Joe Burrow again. Again, Joe Burrow going against Cleveland. Joe Burrow is the assistant offensive coordinator because Zach Taylor is the head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really, Burrow has two coaching jobs besides the fact that he's playing. And he's only been in the league two years because he's the co-offensive coordinator and his own quarterbacks. Brady does the same thing. Brady's won seven Super Bowls. He's the, he's the assistant GM and the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. But with the, with the Bengals, what that Baltimore win did, they've lost two straight after that. Right. So that Baltimore win, which was a huge win at the time, is now out the window. It's just out the window. And now is it better? You got to start looking at, at them when you're betting because if they play a Cleveland and a Pittsburgh or just like the Chargers, if they come up against a fairly good defensive unit, they may struggle. They may struggle. They and, may not. and their defense is now worn down because if you think about yeah. it, yeah. the Jets, both games, both last two games played cheap franchises. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. want to pay for backups. Right. 
So the the Cincinnati defense is gassed. You say, well, let's say you bet Cincinnati using what we just said off of the buy. What we said is invalid. These guys are rested. <laughs> they had a week off, off their legs, and now they have the legs. Tell me that two, three weeks after the buy. Believe me, I'm betting second half lines. Yeah. I never bet blindly. It has to be a good offense. It has to be idiots who beat themselves. But if it's a good offense and it's week 14, 15, 16, and 17, yep. uh, Cincinnati Bank, I'm betting that second half line. And if I don't think Cincinnati can score, if I do think they score, it's going to go over. It's going to be a shootout. Over, right? It's over, it's over, 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 second half line, whoever they're playing. And, and just to let you know, they do have some good offenses coming up. So I did take a look at their schedule just to see. Right. They do have the Kansas City's coming up. They do have, I think they got Indianapolis coming up, which is not a bad offense. So they – you know, over-unders, if, if the over-unders are in the mid to low 40s or mid to just but above that, I, I would be inclined to take the over two right. or three weeks down the line and the second half line too, so. Yeah, and, and the other part of it is that you say, well, Josh, what is, you know, Scott just said that Kansas City has a great offense, da-da-da, and he couldn't move the ball against uh, Green Bay. Coaches have different game plans for different parts of the season. And Andy Reid is notorious for the second half of the season, but all his cards on the team, saving nothing for the playoffs. That's why he get almost either almost or always almost gets beat in the playoffs. Right? Yeah, and I'll, I'll save my thoughts for Kansas City until we get there because I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. We'll get into them eventually. So, so that was a bad pick. We should have known that the defense was being depleted. Yep. And another thing I'll throw in there, uh, Baker Mayfield let his shoulder and all that stuff heal. He took a week off. Then the one week he was in against the Steelers, he didn't throw it deep at all. Beckham leaves and his whole – I saw his motion. He didn't try to gun it. It was a whole shoulder, proper yep. form, deep ball where he – he did it properly instead of gunning it just with, you know, swinging back and gunning it. He actually held it the way you're supposed to do. And boom, right. And he threw and, the people. And even though his shoulder was hurting him, I'm sure in that week that he didn't play. Right. They worked on a lot of footwork issues with him. Right. Because you can do that when you got an injured shoulder, obviously the footwork right. and stuff. And then when he got back to playing again, that's probably when Stefanski, the head coach said, who was also the, probably the offensive coordinator, said, let's work on your motion. And they did that for the whole week. And now this is what you see is a refined motion. And he looks totally different. So Exactly. And good. All right. Vegas, minus three, uh, money line, yeah. 47. Uh, we got the other 47. We got Vegas in the money line wrong. Yeah. Bad pick or bad luck? Bad pick. <laughs> on my part, bad pick. Because, I'm too. yeah, I, I, I'm so high on the Raiders this year. I, I thought that Carr would go into the, into New York, New Jersey, and I thought he would have a huge game. And there's just that stat out there about when the weather changes and the weather starts getting cooler, he doesn't perform as well 
and right. he did not perform as well. He missed he missed a lot of guys. He missed a lot of open guys. He, you know, they had some some penalties in that game that didn't help. Right, them. that's it. The penalties are very important. Yeah, and imagine penalties. Yeah, yeah. So um, they just had a plethora of things go wrong for them. Um, self inflicted and referee inflicted. Um, they they should have won that game. They really should have won that game. I I just don't know how they they lost the game. I I think he was a little bit tentative on offense. Um, you know, a win could have taken control of that division, and and he just didn't. He wasn't the same guy he was during the first half of the year. Uh, whether they were looking ahead to the Chiefs this week, I don't know. You know, non as Chad has said, non-conference game, it doesn't really hurt them when it comes to tiebreakers because it's an NFC game. So um, I think they're looking ahead to the Chiefs a little bit too and and beating them and, and trying to take control. So, But I think it was a bad pick. I, I think there was a lot of stuff that went against them in New, New York, New Jersey. For some reason – they referees wanted the Giants to win that game. And, you know, and Carr's play didn't help it either because I thought Waller would have a big game. I thought they would get him involved. I don't think the Giants could stop him. Um, so that's that's my thoughts on that game. I just think self-inflicted and referee-inflicted with them, with that game. Right. Uh, the Shield. Don't mess with the Shield. <laughs> <laughs> It rugs. How many? You know how many times have I won money just betting that angle, betting the team after Katrina or the Hurricane Houston? Yeah, remember they were losing that year with a JJ Watt, and they covered us through the hurricane. They have week to one. Give, week give one this year, Houston, uh, a pick me up. So yeah, we having a rugs again. Follow your first instinct. To know and not to do is not to know. I need to follow my. The first thing they, you know, they hit, oh, there's a fatality. I'm like, come on. Yeah. One of the pet peeves in life is, you know, it's one thing if somebody does something stupid and kills themselves, mm-hmm. it's suicide, or is gang related, mafia related, and somebody gets killed, or one person gets mad at the other person, they get killed, or domestic violence. Yeah. Right. It yeah, was the exactly. husband kills the wife. That's one thing. But when exactly. somebody is completely innocent, gets hit with a ricochet, had nothing to do with what was going on, that I hate that. That's my pet peeve. Then after that, I said, there's no way the refs are going to let New York big market like that, let the Raiders win. Yeah. yeah. And, and I overthought it, and I made the bad pick. Yeah, they, and then I mean, listen, they, I, I didn't even watch it again. I was listening to the Giants. And what what I love about the Northeast, Midwest, you don't get it in the South, parts of the Midwest, sometimes the East Coast, right? Homer guys. Giants broadcast completely not homer. They're like, oh, phantom call, five yards. So that's the third fat and call the Giants are benefiting from, you know, that accident with Ruggs. <laughs> it's not like I'm making this up. I'm the only one that thinks about it. The, the radio broadcaster, the Giants were saying that. You know, third and 30, five yards, illegal. We heard it last night in Pittsburgh. Five yards, 30. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. It, and the, the Giants don't have anybody on offense that scares you. And so you knew something. You knew the longer the Giants stayed in that game, something strange was going to happen. And it happened. And it happened in the fourth quarter. It just, it just, it just, when I looked at the scores, because I didn't watch the game that much, when I started looking at the scores, I'm like, damn, the Giants are hanging around. And then they got to the fourth quarter and the Giants are, I take a head by one and I'm like, something's going to happen. The Giants are going to win this game. I knew right when the fourth quarter started the game, Raiders weren't winning. So, And, and another one thing to end the process with that one is that uh, Carr is always good for one pick six or scoop and score. Some yep. disastrous, yep. disastrous uh, turnover or, need- or bad judgment. When you need him the most, he commits that turnover or or that dumb mistake that right sets him back. And then he miscommunication with receiver goes to nothing on a third. Yep. yep. All right. One game I got completely wrong that you guys got completely right. I went Eagles uh, money line under fifty. You guys went Chargers over fifty. Um. Uh, Bad pick on my part as far as the over. Games are going over. I'm picking, and these are all Andy Reid uh, guys. Yep. Through and through on the Eagles, from the general manager to the coaches. Uh, Live in the past, die in the past. This game was going over, slightly over. Herbert had a hurt hand. They made it public last week, so they knew they had some mitigation process, so it wasn't going to be the same. Yeah. Game went over. Was it bad luck? I think the Eagles could have won that game, uh, but but you were right. You nailed it, right? Uh, Hertz was going to be horrible into the fourth quarter. He was then the fourth quarter. He's going to do good. Yeah, it's just been his tendency all year. Is except the last, except the Detroit game where they were just blowing him out, but. It's been his tendency all year. He's 40, 47% of his production is in the fourth quarter. He, for, for whatever reason, he's not a good NFL quarterback. He doesn't progress in his reads very well. And then in the fourth quarter, as Justin Fields did last night, the light comes on and he starts playing better. He's run the ball a lot the last couple of weeks. You know, he's gotten first downs with his feet, but his passing just is not there. He just does not pass the ball well. And, and that's that's a problem for an NFL quarterback. Philly's not sold on him, I don't think. I, I believe that more and more yeah, every every, week. Yeah, everybody's saying that because he's a thrower, not a passer. Someone's yeah. like in the NBA, a guy who's a good scorer, but he's a bad shooter. Mm-hmm. Lou yeah. Williams is a perfect example of that. Most bench guys are an example of that. They come in off the bench, key check. Is he hot or not? Because he's a shooter, not, or he's a scorer. He's not a shooter, right? Right, right. You know, proper right. form, inconsistent. Yep. He's, yep. He'll hit nine out of 10, they go one for 10. Right, right. Durant's right. kind of like that. But Durant's just a freak uh, physically. Yeah. He can be consistent because he's 6'10 and can take you to the hoop and score with either hand. And he looks like George Gervin. Yeah. He's got, he, Durant's got both. Uh, game outside shot and he can take it to the basket and inside right. too so right so but he's a scorer he's not a shooter because his form is horrible yeah his feet are, are, are wrong right 
a shooter was Larry Bird, even though Larry Bird had a bad form like that, he, you know, he was a good shooter. Danny Ainge, perfect example, a really good shooter, yep. right? Mikhail, good shooter from the from the low post. Danny Johnson, score. <laughs> yeah, the microwave. Microwave, yeah. Yep. That's for the old people in the audience. <laughs> Evan Booker is a perfect example. He's a great scorer. He's not that good of a shooter. Chris yes, Paul right. is a shooter. He's a point guard, and he'll shoot, be consistent, perfect form, right? When it's the right. I can attest to I can attest to Booker. He had seventy points up here in Boston one night, so I can attest to that. <laughs> a couple of years ago, so when he gets hot, man. oh yeah, he's unbelievable, unbelievable. So the Chiefs and the Steelers, uh, for me, it was a bad pick because uh, that was the game plan. That was the game plan for the Chiefs, Steelers. I got it right with the Ravens, and I got it right with the Bills. Same people. Yeah. Right. McDermott mm-hmm. coach was. So uh, before we end with the 49ers and the Rams, uh, Chiefs, bad pick or bad luck, and Steelers. For me, they were both bad picks. What What are your thoughts on that? Actually, the Eagles we got right. The Chiefs is the one we all got wrong. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs game. So a couple of weeks again, when they played Arizona, Packers played Arizona, used that line about Devontae six and zero without him. Right. Um, for some reason, when adversity hits them and they're missing a key player, the Packers they know how to play and coach. <laughs> for whatever reason, Rodgers isn't there. Lafleur knows exactly what to do. I'm gonna take the ball out of Love's hands. Gonna run the ball. Gonna get it down running back stuff like that. So teams are playing this cover two shell against the Chiefs. And it's not allowing Mahomes to have any accuracy past 15, 20 yards. If you notice, they haven't had any, many explosive plays this year because teams are taking that away. So it was going to be a slower game for Mahomes because what was he going to have to do? He was going to have to dink and dunk it to Kelsey and Tyreek. So right there, that plays into the Packers' hands. If they play that same defense, which they, I think they did, um, Kansas City's not going to score a lot. And their offense, as Chad has, has said a few times, is not the last two years. And that's causing them not to cover spreads. If they're a big, heavy favorite, you have to really think about taking the underdog in that game. because and I've done that my whole life. Yeah. Because this is the other thing about it, right? Once Andy Reid had that 13 nothing lead, he shut down the offense. Yes, yes, exactly. He could have scored another 13 points in the second half. No doubt. Six points and won the game 26 to 7. We cover. Yep. And it's under because it's Andy Reid, right? Yep, yep. He has an offense. He has an answer for that defense that he's not going to show because he's going to predict that division opponents are going to run that defense. And they're going to run that defense down the stretch. When he does the, the last season adjustment, all the village feed, him and all of them do. Now, having I said that, that, I knew that. Right. They're, they're at the Raiders this week. You may see something out of the Andy Reid bag of tricks that you haven't seen yet this year. Because 100%. it's a, it's a division. Lost the Raiders two years yeah. in a row. Yeah, it's a division game. They're going to Vegas. It's a Sunday night game. 
they're going to show something they haven't shown all year. And they totally might put different Chiefs team. Yeah, now they might put 24 on the on the uh, board. Steelers was a, was bad luck. They had the we had the game Steelers yeah. in control. We nailed it until that fourth quarter started and then they let Justin Fields go off, which he hasn't done all year. Playing so that me, zone. Yeah. Yeah, Tomlin just decided game's over. We're going to go back in the soft zone. We're going to play. We're going to allow him to dink and dunk it. And that plays the field's advantage for him. And they put 20 – I think they put 21 points on the board in the fourth quarter. And the reason why is because the Steelers decided, okay, we're not going to be aggressive. We're going to play back. If we get our sacks, that's fine. They got a couple of sacks in the fourth quarter. But, you know, we had it pegged completely. And then Justin Field, like I said, Field went off. That. So that was bad luck. It was yeah. bad luck. Right. And then once Fields went off, the over-under was totally taken away. Right. right. So, and that's where correlation comes into. So we're going to yeah. add that now. We're going to yeah. be like Andy Reid. We're going to be earlier than Andy Reid. We're going to shift to now when you start looking at games, look at correlation. Mm-hmm. So that was if the game was going to go under, the Steelers were going to cover. If yep. the game was going to go over, Chicago was going to cover. Chicago. And that's exactly what happened. So we're going to give ourselves a break on that one say it was bad luck. Yeah. But the right way to pick it is Steelers are going to be in control. And in the fourth quarter, thinking long-term, Tom Lane is going to take his best players off the field. J.J. Watt's going to – instead of – he's going to play 15 plays in the third quarter, three in the fourth. They're going to play soft zone and try to let their young QB beat us, which he didn't. Right, and it plays – He got bit with that strategy. I mean, Harbaugh's been bit with that strategy before. He almost lost himself. Yep. The Saints got beat with that strategy. Exactly. Right, with the Falcons. Exactly. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, McDermott got bit with that. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Right. These, these coaches really – think that if the Bills ran the real offense, they're only going to score six points? Not a chance. The, the one thing that, that they did say was that Jacksonville played the cover two stuff. Right. Josh Allen did not want to take the underneath stuff. He wanted to try to go deep. And that that does not play to the, you know, the strength of the defenses. Try to throw it deep on us. You can't do it. So He did some big hits, too. Yeah, oh, he certainly he did. did. Trying to run. He likes he running. Did. I wouldn't run against Jacksonville. You got nothing to prove against Jacksonville. Nope. Nope, just dink it and dunk it. Get it to Sanders and, and Beasley the whole game, and you'll be fine. Right, so. break a tackle. They're gone. Yep. So last game, um, this game, bad pick or bad luck. We had 49ers under 46. We got the other 46. We got the Niners wrong. What are your thoughts against Arizona? With us on that game, Scott. Bad pick or bad luck? Bad pick. For me, bad pick because Cal and D-Hop were not playing. San, San Francisco's defense is not good. Is not good. This is not a Kyle Shanahan team. Right. This is, you know, he, he doesn't have the quarterback he wants. He wants Lance, but Lance is not ready. He uh, he doesn't have the defense that he usually has. I mean, there there's holes all over that defense. Um, and Arizona just played to the weaknesses of that defense really well. Colt McCoy starting as a quarterback certainly helped them a lot. He's seen, he's seen a lot of it. He's uh, he knows what to do. Um, Connor had a huge game, huge game. 
And that, that was a game plan. Once, once Edmonds got hurt, it's give it to Connor and run the ball a lot. And San Francisco could not stop it. Um, well, this is the problem too, right? And, and the other thing is I'll mention before you go is San Francisco has lost 11 of their last 12 home games. I, I heard right. today. So right. you really got to look at it. Oh my, I don't know what the deal is with them at home, but they really do well, not play well at home. It could be a California thing. Yeah. USC have lost all their home games. So that's Cal. Right. So, and unless the Rams, Rams lost at home. Yep, Sunday night. And unless they're getting calls in the new stadium, nobody's really going home. Exactly. California. Exactly. Remember, California has more COVID restrictions. The fans are more laid back. Yep. Uh, it's, yep. You know, cutthroat, nasty atmosphere. I mean, San Francisco uh, had everything going for them in this game. No Kyla, no Hopkins. You know, you know what they're going to do. They're going to try to run the ball and play conservative. So San Francisco had everything going for them, and they just didn't play and didn't didn't show for the game. And that that's a problem to me is how much can you trust them going forward based on, you know, the recent recent past. So, right. So I pay I pay the hundred bucks a year for the um, NFL thing. Yep. Included is NFL game pass. Yep. Sometimes it's tune in. I used to do tune in. Tune in is like nine. It used to be five bucks a month. Now it's nine bucks a month. But the NFL ends up being cheaper now because of 17 weeks. So I was listening. I listened to the home broadcast or sometimes the road broadcast, depending on who it is, because the play by play guys and the analysts are more descriptive. Yeah. And most of the time, they're not getting paid a lot of money, so they're doing it because they want to be there. Right. Some TV guys don't even like football. They're just there because they like the money. Radio guys, for the most part, they're there because they're really into football. And they're really into it. And the point the radio broadcast for the 49ers were making was that that offensive line was getting eaten up alive. Yeah. Yep. Pass, pass block. Because run blocking... Shanahan, can, whatever defense you're in, it's the wrong defense, he'll figure out how to run. But Garoppolo had no time to throw at all. And that's maybe why they're keeping Lance out of there, too. They don't want him hurt. Yeah. Without awesome. because it's, it, And it's run blocking, they're fine. Pass blocking is a problem. Yeah. yeah so the 49er defense was on the field entirely too long. Yeah. And you got to remember, Colt McCoy can run, which in this air raid, you have to be able to run. Number two is uh, what I've been saying, right? That the running shoot, which is the dad of the air raid, can be and usually is a ball control offense. So, so the the... They practice for 20 minutes, throwing all these short passes, and whoever drops the ball has to run bleachers and 100-yard gasps because they want it to be uh, a ball control offense where you stay in bounds and you run the clock, similar to a running game. So I'm going to look at time of possession in this game. Time of possession, again, analytics is not working football. Key statistics do. Yeah. It's very situational. So time possession could be 100% meaningless 
or can mean a lot in some possessions. Well, that's the first when I when I look at games, it's the first thing I go to is time possession. Why why did a team only score 17 points? And it's usually because they only had the ball for 23 minutes. And that and that's that's a telltale sign right there. It's not because they struggled, it's because they didn't have the ball enough. And you know. Right. So you look at correlation, right? So the bad pass blocking by the 49er offensive line led to three and outs. Yep. It led to Cal to uh, uh, the Cardinals have 36 minutes and 46 seconds of time possession. There you go. And San Francisco had 23 minutes. So that San Francisco defense, I think it's hard for Lynch to have a bad defense, regardless yes. of talent. So at least they have an adequate defense. However, all bets are off if they're on the field all day. Yeah, and with San Francisco, with a quarterback like Garoppolo, you need to have a top 10 defense in the NFL because he's, he's not passing pass block offense because he is mobile. Yep. But he's not a runner. No, he's not. He, he definitely is not. So he, he can he, move in. He can move in the pocket really well. Right. But if you're going to ask him to run for 40, 50 yards every game, it's not his game. He's, he can't do it. He can't right. do it. So. Right. He threw an interception. Boom. That's that's your game, especially with a bad pass blocking offensive line. He yep. doesn't have a clean pocket to throw in. Right. And he's throwing under duress. Yeah, he's skittish. He's skittish. When you see these guys two yards in front of you and sticking their hands up and getting at you, you're going to throw the ball away. I mean, you're not going to keep it. So, And then one thing I like about the Cardinals is the addition of Zach Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the RA, the problem with the RA, it that it does not have a fullback, does not have a tight end, and then with the spread going on, most guys in high school through college have not seen formations with a fullback or a tight end. So what made the uh, Andy Reid version of the air raid work, that the Sean McVay version of the tight end uh, of that defense, of that offense did not work until now that he has Higby is using the tight end and using a fullback. Because Andy Reid said, that's the one thing I'm not letting go because the air raid hasn't proven to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone. Remember, uh, winners score touchdowns, losers kick field goals. Field goals, right. So, Clingsbury's made that adjustment. Now he has a tight end. I still don't see him with a fullback. I'm still skeptical, but this was a, this was a good test, sort of against San Francisco, because now we know that Arizona defensive line is legit. They have a legit defensive line that if they go against a bad offensive line, that gives Arizona a huge advantage. Yeah, Chandler, Chandler Jones is a, is a beast. He's a be- he's an absolute beast. I mean, he's you got a double team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's 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 in the Aaron, he's in the Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt. Uh, class of uh, of linemen. He's he's just really good. Patriots let him go, obviously, but that wasn't should have been better. But um, we well, never know the Patriots, right? You never know what Belichick's thinking, what way he's doing. Yeah, 
he's he's let countless talented defensive players go, and he's he's adjusted and uh, been fine. So oh yeah 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 um, he's fine. And usually, yeah. as a character thing, or maybe he up right a half hour late, and he just doesn't like it. And no, no question. Time. He'll wait till he has to replace him. Yeah, he's he's old school, and these guys aren't old school. That's that's the difference. I mean, right, you right. got you have to adjust to to what he's doing. So, but he has a lot of emotional control. He's just like you want to quit a job, but wait till you have another job making equal and more money before yeah. you start cursing out the boss and flicking everybody off and leaving. Right, 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 right. So I agree. Wait his time till you can replace the guy, and then he gets rid of him. Right, right. All right. So, uh, man, you should not pay action sports. Really, when I think about it. The amount of information that we put on this podcast and the tomorrow's podcast, it's a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. That I sometimes did forget. I got some things that I wrote down. Very important to write notes. I'm writing notes, right? Yep. Of okay, now who came out of whose tree? What part of the season we're in? Uh, now we're going into week ten. Last week was week nine. Now it's week 10. Game plans changes. And this is the one thing, caveat, I forgot to mention, but I wrote it down for this podcast. It's going to be important tomorrow. Moving on. Back to Jim Coventry. Back in freaking uh, the draft. Which teams are thinking about that last extra playoff spot and it's mm-hmm. going to be a below 500 team yeah right and it could be a team that's totally out of the picture now and with an owner willing to pay for the travel costs for the playoffs versus teams that are in a bottom battle for the bottom and they want to lose all the rest of their games yep. so they get better draft picks moving forward so that's something food for thought and part of the data. That's why action sports and analytics complete zero. Yeah, and it, completely change every week. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is, is that first round, that first night where it was me, you, Jim, and I was it Chad was the fourth guy? Yeah, Chad, yeah. Okay, we, we gave out a lot of good information on that in terms of what teams were thinking and what teams wanted to do. Right. So even, even going back and taking a little bit of a listen to that, Right. Um, I'm gonna you know, do that. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too. But I, you know, I remember some of the stuff that we all talked about. And Jim, we're all great that that first night, the the whole weekend. But the first yeah. night, especially with Jim on there, because Jim Jim is a good guy in terms of stats and stuff. I mean, I keep saying it. I'll say it again. I talked to I text tweet Jim every day and talk to Jim every day about fantasy stuff. You know, injuries that come up. Like Nick Chubb today was placed on the COVID list. So I, I texted him and asked him about what he thought was the Cleveland game plan. So I get a little bit of information from Jim too and bring it to here on Wednesday nights because of, of who Jim thinks is going to be the, be the fill-in for him. So, um, you know, you, you got to listen. You, get, you know, if you're, if you're going to take this betting seriously, you got to listen to what Josh, you, you Chad. Because you don't leave money yeah. on the table. Money. No, no better. doubt. You don't know when it's going to be a recession right now with inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Inflation hasn't hit me hard because of betting money. Right. I'm right. Extra. Right. To go to Florida, visit the in-laws. Uh, airplane tickets are higher. I'm not feeling it because it's being funded by betting money. And then exactly. 
we'll close real quick. When you talk about COVID, that opens up a whole big can of worms, right? Yeah. Because you're an athlete, regardless what your political uh, position is for vaccine or against vaccines, you got to protect your body, right? You don't yeah. want to put anything in your body. Going back to rugs, you don't want to put anything in your body that's going to harm your body, right? Exactly. You harm yeah. That's yeah. why people can't take religious exemptions because your every Bible and the Quran, Muslim and Christian says you can't intentionally do harm to your body. Yeah. The other part of it is, Dr. Gottlieb, former head of the CDC, said the pandemic is over. As we know it, what is herd immunity? When Fauci came out in March of 2020. April 2020, it said herd immunity was going to be 55, 60%. Then they changed it to 80%. No, it, it went progression. It went from 55 to 65 to 70 to 80%. Yeah. So if, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just saying that this pops up when you mentioned chip, chip, chub, right? I don't know the answer, and I'm making no statement either way. I'm just looking at the factors, right? Because eliminating variables and co-variables yeah. ensures the result. I'm just going through the decision-making process. These are the variables. If COVID is over, like Dr. Godlieb says, Aaron Rodgers is not a doctor. Dr. Godlieb is a doctor, head of the CDC, on the board of Moderna and Pfizer and all of them. Yep. If the pandemic is over, COVID-19 is over, as we know it, what percentage are we now, now that we're getting kids vaccinated? And you have people who are uh, asymptomatic, asymptomatic. You have people with strong immune system, right? And you have people with weak immune system. In my yep. book, if somebody's asystematic with a strong immune system and everybody's vaccinated and he wears a mask on with a helmet and a shield, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, nothing you yeah. get out. Exactly. What is the danger? Explain it to me, people. No right? danger. No danger. Because he can't get out. Right? Common sense, if something's blocked and you can't infect somebody else, Right? Yeah. And you're asymptomatic and you have a strong immune system. Now, I can't understand somebody with cancer. You could tell it's cancer. And, you know, hey, yeah, you got to, anybody with COVID, whatever, you got to stay away. This immune system is compromised. Also, yeah. people who have AIDS. Yeah, I had it for four weeks in April last year and I was asymptomatic for four weeks. I didn't have it, uh, but I went back. The doctor told me that there's always that one last little piece that just hangs on and hangs on right, right. and doesn't want to let go. And it let go, it lets go eventually. But it, like you said, you know, these guys wearing shields, wearing multi, you know, guards, wearing all the helmets and stuff like that on the sideline, wearing the masks. So, you know, Chubb is, is vaccinated. I read today he's vaccinated. He just had the test. He just came up positive so and those tests are 50 percent accurate yeah and if you have an nfl player which i can guarantee I, based on mass i can guarantee there's a player like magic johnson right who yeah. has aids 
So that means that their immune system is compromised. Right. They exactly. probably shouldn't be playing at all. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Because the asymptomatic person who tests with an inaccurate test could put that player in danger. They could lose their lives because their yeah. their their immune system is not right. And they can't get vaccinated because what does the vaccine does? It uh, punches your immune system so it builds back up. Right. Somebody who doesn't have an immune system who has AIDS can't. Exactly. Exactly. That's and, why and I don't know the answer to any of this, but I'm just I'm just throwing in a lot of variables that pop up when things happen. I listen to the experts. I go to the experts on this stuff. Whenever I have questions, I'll listen to the experts TV. I'll go on my my laptop and I'll look, you know, look for what they say. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not an expert on this stuff. I, I want to learn about it. So I just go to the experts. So. Right. I'm really not an expert on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just worked hard to learn the information. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a student. I'm a student of finance. Yep. Yep. You know, I'm a, I'm a student of the end. I mean, you know, I go, we're witnessing the season in a way that we're able to monetize. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the first thing, I, you know, two high stakes leagues I'm in, I'm seven and two, I'm having a great year. It's not because of me. It's because I listen to Jim. It's because I, you know, even the betting show here, that helps me a lot too, because, you know, we're talking about tendencies and stuff like that. And Chad's an invaluable, you know, valuable member of this podcast. Cause he, he plays, he knows he's there. Right. So what, whatever Chad says and whatever you say and whatever, when Jim was on the first week, and I just take all that into account and I put it, write it down. That's why you, when you see me looking off the camera, I'm writing something down so that I can go to it like to uh, the next day. And the betting, same way. I'm writing stuff down during the show so that when I'm ready to bet, it's there in black and white. I can read it and say, that's right. That's what Chad, that's what Josh said. I'm going to bet. That. That's the way I'm betting. So, Yeah, and all the business and financial concepts I use and share are things that are have consistently made me money and are making me money now yep. and have a high probability of making me money through the process. Right, right. But the difference between us and people <coughs> who have the similar percentages is that we're willing to share. We're not on a high hill, just enjoying the money, you know, and yep. not sharing the information with anybody or the people. We're for the people. Not Transparency. Transparency. I would not take bets with somebody who owns an online betting shop. And I would not take pet bets from somebody who owns a sports bar. Yep. Or who works for Penn National. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what we give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Network. Yeah.